asking this like, go, go, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. way to start your morning <clears throat> these eyes burden Cummins. would you say that he's one of the most underrated singers out there i love this guy love him love him love him i always have i'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say i don't know him <laughs> okay nick they're canadian too are they they are oh wow Guess uh, no, now I'm more ashamed. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of good songs. You, you, you should be. Slackers, good morning. If you listen to my voice, yes, we are live and you're still alive. Big shout out to Slacker Nation listening to the Carrasco Show here. Every single Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m., we get together. We talk about life for a while 289-275-9600 is a phone number we have a contest today so write this number down it's very very important folks 289-275-9600 is a phone number <clears throat> so I I take the music that we that we play on the show so seriously uh, we it's, a, it's an actual I, I, I pay more attention to the music that we play in the song than then the actual topic of conversation, I, I, I believe the topic of conversations are usually just fluid and organic. And uh, that's why your phone calls are important sometimes because uh, you will throw a wrench into my line of thinking and boom, then we go into a tangent and we spend 20 minutes talking about something else, which is great. That's the whole idea of having a conversation with all of you folks that are listening to the show right now. But um, every Saturday we, we have a theme. And um, I decided to engage you all uh, with, um, with something kind of cool. So this is what's going to happen. <clears throat> From now on, every Saturday, we are going to have a specific theme for the songs that we play. The first person who guesses the theme will receive a prize. For this week, if you happen to guess what the theme of the songs is, 
uh, courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, we will give you two years worth of oil changes on the house. Now, this is a significant amount of money, folks. <laughs> so, for all well, of you... And I know. I know. <laughs> you work there now. I do. <laughs> so, the if you guess by either calling the show at 289-275-9600, or you send me an email to greg at gregcarrasco.com with what the theme of the songs is... And I'm not going to make it super, super, super obscure. I mean, I, I, we can, we can get pretty obscure, but no, this, um, this week is, it should be pretty easy to guess. So it's essentially like a freebie that you're getting. Is it bad that I don't know it? Huh? <laughs> is it bad that I don't know it? I mean, uh, I, I love a lot of these songs. Like it's like, out of all the weeks I've worked your show, this is probably my favorite list of songs, but I don't know the theme. Well, I, uh, <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to bring my buddy Sean Ryan from uh, from work uh, on my phone. His name is Mantequilla. Uh, but uh, Mantequilla and I get together every Wednesday and Thursdays and sometimes Friday, and we uh, we lay down the the reason you know the the topic of the songs and uh, uh we we pay a lot of we put a lot of uh, thought into this <laughs> so it's actually is work so that's one of the reasons why i believe that uh, this is truly one of the the best shows that you can listen to on on weekends across the country and uh it's also one of the reasons why the podcast has exploded so if for whatever reason you can't listen to the show live because you have to go uh and take the kids to soccer or to jujitsu whatever it is that you choose to do on saturday mornings and you can't listen to the rest of the show you can always catch me on itunes so go to itunes and you know click on subscribe to my podcast or spotify or you can go into google podcast and you'll find us there. The podcast has been downloaded across the country tens of thousands of times, which is amazing uh, for me simply because I'm just a car guy that decided to have a car show to exchange ideas. But um, today, if you, the first person who guesses what the theme of the songs of the show is, you know, and this, this will carry on for three hours. <laughs> we will give you two years worth of oil changes in your vehicle. That is not an insignificant price. Now, I got a lot of um, I got a lot of uh, answers on via email last time in relation to the last contest that we had a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah, well, wasn't it uh, was it for free AirPods? For a free set of AirPods. Yeah. So when, if you guess the uh, the right uh, theme for the song this weekend, uh, we will give you the choice: two years worth of oil changes, or I'll give you a set of AirPods. Yeah. Uh, now I am yet. <laughs> um, my buddy Tom, uh, technical Tom, who is my fixed operations manager, was making fun of me, saying, "You know, we've never given away the set of AirPods. It's because no one has ever guessed it. <laughs> you guess it right, you will get the set of AirPods." But again, folks, so pay attention: two eight nine two seven five nine. 9600 is the phone number. Again, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. You can also send me a message on uh, on Instagram or at Greg Carrasco. I'm, I'm very easy to find. Um, a couple of shout outs before we go any further. I want to send a big shout out to the crew at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And uh, yet again... It's a quick reminder that we have vacated the Infinity Building and now we have amalgamated 
Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. So to serve you better, we have a dual store. So what used to be Oakville Nissan now is Oakville Infinity Nissan. The two stores are within one. And um, the the plan is that within the next 13, 14 months, we will have a state-of-the-art new facility that we are breaking ground sometime at the beginning of March next year. Uh, we don't want to do anything during the fall or the winter. It's, it's uncomfortable for you. It's uncomfortable for us. So we will start the construct. I mean, we started already the process of construction, uh, getting permits, approvals and whatnot, drawings, designs, architectural, uh, mechanical, electrical, all the stuff that goes on during a construction. But um, March... Next year, we will break ground. So a big shout out to the crew at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. They're, they're working super hard. The transition, we, we have moved their cheese. So whenever you, you move, whenever you change jobs, whenever you get divorced, those are pretty impactful events in somebody's life. And uh, the crew at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity are, are keeping it together for me. And I am super, super proud of all the boys and girls at, at the store that have made it work uh, in spite of all the challenges that we had last month. Because if you've if you've never worked at a car dealership and you've never amalgamated two dealerships into one, um, you, you have no idea of the, the unknowns and the unknowables <laughs> of moving uh, 50,000 or so parts and tools and equipment that needs to be moved in order for this to happen. So, again, the, um, if you're looking for a vehicle... Uh, you know exactly what to do. I live at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. I have no life, absolutely no life. My life is pretty pathetic. I spend most of my time there talking to people, holding babies, <laughs> shaking hands. Uh, who are you, the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Queen. <laughs> oh. the queen. Um. You know, I, I, I believe it's appropriate for us to uh, send our condolences to uh, everyone uh, in the uh, in England uh, for their massive loss this week. Um, I don't know about you, but I think that that lady was a rock star. She was the longest-standing monarch that we we've ever known. And I, I always find it funny because we, in in today's society, we want the empowerment of women. And uh, and there you have the queen. And she has become a huge target for woke idiots that uh, don't believe in monarchies. And, and here I am. This is a, this is a very respectful, insightful monarch that managed to stay in power for 70 years and uh, I believe that she conducted herself beyond reproach for seven decades now you know we don't know what her kids are doing or what they're going to do I don't know and it doesn't matter to me but uh, I do believe that we we owe a lot of respect to this situation in England and uh, uh, you know yeah we all crack jokes and Social media is full of memes these days in relation to what Meghan Markle is going to do during the uh, funeral parade, but um, or procession 
rather. But uh, again, my thoughts go out to everyone in the UK for their enormous loss. And let's see that um, what King Charles II will do for the following few years. I mean, they do live long. You know, uh, Prince Philip. Prince Philip lasted what? He was 100? He was 99 and he was two months away from his 100th birthday. Oh, no. Two months away. Yeah, but he didn't look good, man. <laughs> no, at the end, <laughs> the last no. Few years, he, no, he didn't, no. He didn't look good. But you know, a lot of people believe that, um, and you know, no one knows this for sure, but a lot of people believe that the, the queen's health started to decline after she lost her husband. You know, that she was suffering from what they call broken heart syndrome because that's, it seems like Aww. over the last year and a half, ever since her husband died, that's when she's had more health problems. Well, listen, I mean, when you're in your 90s and you, you've spent 70 years with somebody, I think that she was married by the time she became the queen, no? I'm pretty sure she was already married, yeah. Yeah, so they were together for like 70 years. I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, they were married for like 75 years. That's insane. That's insane. That's that's people just making it work, man. That's people yeah. just making it work. Until oh, yeah. that do us part, people don't take that very seriously. You didn't put your dirty laundry in the hamper. That's it. I'm out. I want a divorce and the house. The TV's too loud. I'm leaving. Oh, no. And here is where the breakdown of the show begins. Folks, you are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. We are the conscience of the GTA Call us. Pay attention to the songs. There is a common theme. And if you guess it, we will give you two years worth of oil changes courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. The number to call is 289-275-9600. Stay tuned. The show is going to be right back. Across the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, guys, this is Roberto Alomar, and you are listening to the one and only The Greg Carrasco Show. And that's another bomb track. <laughs> For those of you that were listening to the show in the last segment, uh, just remember this. 289-275-9600 is a phone number. Call us if you think that you can guess what the theme of today's songs is. I challenge you. This should be pretty easy. Come on. Come on. Very easy. As usual, the show is brought to you by Oakville Infinity Nissan. Oakville loves Infinity Nissan. Thank you for make us, making us one of the most successful turnarounds in Nissan history. The people there are rock stars. And that includes 
Nick. <laughs> Nick you, Thank you, Greg. You, it's been two weeks now that, since two, you've been working with me, right? Yes, it's what, been two weeks. What do you think about working at a car dealership? It's you know what it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and, and you know it's it's different than what I expected. And honestly, it's even it's even better than what I expected. You know, it does get hectic sometimes, especially when you're dealing with different things in parts. You know, customers in person. You know, people on the phone, and you know, uh, dealing with the mechanics and everything, and you know, getting parts from the back. It can get hectic, but you know what? I do like hectic, so it's oh, it's good. Tell me more. <laughs> You know what? Oh, wow. You know what? That's just Where did that come from? That's just rude, man. That's just rude. <laughs> But you see, a lot of people have a, a very, very different idea of what happens inside a car dealership. They always look at this uh, a dealership as just this giant fortress where bad things happen. And uh, after, well, with the exception of one dealership that must not be named – Uh, that I I stayed in that place for as little as humanly possible. If uh, I could, Voldemort, right? Voldemort. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no. There is a couple of Voldemorts in my life, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this there is one particular brand that I will never work with again so long as I live, and I stayed there for a very very short period of time, uh, and it was just an evil place, and uh, I I couldn't believe that that sort of behavior still was being uh, applied to customers in. 2019 is like what do you mean you do this haven't you listened to my show for the last 10 years and you think I'm going to do this if I could have left three hours after I landed at that gig I would have done it but unfortunately there is some legal proceedings and processes that you need to go in place until you can part ways with with an employer but uh, that was pretty scary so that dealership in that dealership in that brand notwithstanding i have to say that some of the most amazing humans that i have ever met in my entire life they work at a car dealership i'm sorry and um whatever you may think that you know is not true whatever you, th you whatever you've heard whatever people think of car dealerships is is not what truly happens now just like in every other industry there there is always some bad apples there's always some people that say things that they shouldn't they act in a way that they shouldn't but by and large the vast majority of people that work at a car dealerships are people that live in your communities they're your they're your neighbors they are your your kids friends parents that are just trying to make it work like you and I are and i uh, i i put an advertising campaign this week um that uh, was explaining a story that happened and i'm not going to get into too much detail because i will protect the identity of the customer but um a customer a little while ago came to the dealership to do a brake job uh in their vehicle And I guess they didn't like the price because if you – it's like the dentist, right? If you don't go to the dentist for five years, at some point you're going to have to get a root canal done. You know, what could have been solved with a cleaning, now it's a root canal. And guess what? Those ones hurt. So the customer hadn't been there for a while and we, we had to do some work on their brakes. And uh, it was $20 that they were upset about. You know, by the by the time it was all said and done, it was like $20. So they left and they didn't get the work done. Well, they came back. And because some wrong parts were used, now the bill went up to $2,500 because of the damage that, that, that happened on, on the vehicle itself. And 
thinking about this and having a few interviews in conversations with people that work with me in the service department, this is a, a very, very common situation. I still remember this, folks. At one time, uh, when I was... Uh, when I was running a new market, Infinity Nissan, we had a customer that uh, was livid uh, with how much money, and it wasn't even that much, um, he was going to be charged to change the winter tires with the summer tires. Uh, and he was driving an Infinity. So he decided that he was not going to do it at the dealership. He went and did it somewhere else. I don't know where he got it done. But uh, ironically enough, um, two or three weeks later, and there are people, you know, who could corroborate. And thankfully, my uh, uh, technical Tom was there when this happened. Uh, a few weeks later, the, we saw the same vehicle towed in uh, a new market Infinity. And what happens is that he didn't have a torque wrench or whoever changed the tires didn't apply the right torque. So the wheel nuts came loose and the wheels fell off literally on the 404. So not only the guy almost died, but he wrecked the entire undercarriage of the vehicle. So what would have been a hundred and some odd dollars, I think it was, it ended up being close to $14,000 with all the damage that was done. Wow. And, wow. um, I don't know if the insurance paid for it because it was human error and insurances will not pay you for that sort of problems. So I wanted to dedicate some time this morning. Um, and again, if you have had a bad dealership experience, I, I feel for you. And sometimes it does happen. But there is a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to service and why I always, always tell you to go and service your vehicle at the place that sold it to you, especially if it's a new car dealership. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that these are businesses that are invested in your community. This is not a fly-by-night hole in the wall that, you know, may may not be there next week. And uh, they, they, they are a shop that fixes vehicles. And next thing you know, they have a used car lot on the side because somebody can pay the bill, can't pay their bills and now they're selling their car. That's not what we do. So in this is another a very important piece of information. When you say, well, you know, somebody has to pay for the overhead of those, of those giant buildings. Well, I'll tell you what. Most dealerships, most dealer principals do not want to build those giant buildings. We are forced to have the necessary space to service the number of vehicles that the manufacturer projects that we are going to have to service. So, for example, if you are going to be selling a 1,000 vehicles a year, you need to have an X number of square footage for them to have the vehicles inside the showroom for you to be able to walk around properly. And if the, the car manufacturer has 20 vehicles within their lineup, now they need to have space for 20 vehicles in the showroom for you to see their entire lineup and display it. Then then we need to have enough base in the back for us to be able to service the throughput of service and parts. And then we need to have an adequate enough parts department for us to service you better. So a lot of people get confused into thinking that dealer principals want to spend this money. <laughs> if, you, if it was up to them, they would keep the, the building and the expense to the very, very minimum. But I like to look at it from a different perspective. These people are investing millions of dollars into your community. They're investing millions of dollars into the infrastructure that not only is going to hopefully make your 
the industrial area of whatever town you happen to be in a little bit better looking, but also they employ 10, 20, 50, hundreds of people within your community that are paying the taxes in your community that are sending their kids to school in your communities. You know, I feel like I need to sneeze and I, I haven't been able to get this feeling off my nose. <laughs> but I, I, I'm in a good rant here, so it's, it's important. But anyways, so when, when you have these business people that take their money and they put it into your community, we have to make sure that we have the service to validate and to support what the investment is. So now, I always hear this is, oh, you know, who's going to pay for the overhead? Well, the reality is this, that every single business has overhead. This radio station has overhead. But you see, when we need to protect the interests of the dealership to protect your interests, the amount of money and training and expertise that goes into place at a car dealership is something that you could never possibly imagine, folks. I'm talking weekly training. I'm talking monthly certifications. I'm talking yearly audits when it comes to the ability the technicians have these days to be able to fix your vehicle properly. And every single month, there is a new bulletin that comes down that says, this is a better part, a better way to fix that problem. This is a better way to remove that part and replace it more effectively. This is a common issue that we need to address today. This is an issue that could potentially happen on that specific model one or two years down the line. So guess what? We're going to take the customers back and we're going to fix this for free. So, I do not accept the notion that fixing your vehicle at a car dealership is more expensive because it ultimately isn't. So, let me just go down a little deeper into this rabbit hole. A lot of people have problems with the diagnostic fee. Do you know what that is, Nick? Uh, not exactly, no. What about you, Jacob? Have you ever heard of a diagnostic fee? No. Yeah, I guess, why am I asking you guys? You guys don't have cars. <laughs> so, okay, let me give you an example, folks, all right? Let me give you an example. You, and this is a common problem, and, and it happens all the time. You're driving, let's say, um, uh, you, you're driving a Chrysler, okay? Whatever Chrysler that is, I don't care. Or Dodge, if you want. I'm not going to say Jeep because I, I don't mind Jeeps. I like Jeeps. Yeah, me too. Me too. Especially the Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. I think it's a weapon. Mm. Mm. It's have, a, you seen, it's, have you seen the new ones, the new uh, Grand Cherokee and the new Grand Wagoneer? I've seen it. That's, uh, that's, those are nice vehicles, man. Yeah. I don't know if I would spend that kind of money in that car. But anyways, that's, that, don't, don't get me sidetracked. <laughs> Sorry. And by the way, folks, if you want to <laughs> argue and challenge me on this, call me 289-275-9600. So... You bring your Chrysler to the dealership and you say that there is a squeak or a rattle coming from the general dashboard area. So you bring the vehicle in. The moment that you set foot into that dealership and you speak to a service advisor, we have somebody that is paid by the company that is working for you. So we need to pay that person. So that work doesn't happen for free. So look at this. You bring the vehicle in. 
the service advisor spends some time with you. We need to pay the service advisor. Then the service advisor creates a work order, and then we get the lot person or one of the apprentices, I don't know, whatever, to take the vehicle into the shop. We need to pay that person too. Then the mechanic goes into this vehicle, and they start analyzing or looking around or trying to find a way to determine what the problem is. So this is time. Mechanics get paid hourly. So our hourly is a time, uh, is a, a measure of time. And on that basis, that's how they get paid. So we need to pay the technician to look for the problem that you say your vehicle had. So now how do we do this? Because, you know, saying that you have a problem is one thing. The other one is for us trying to duplicate that problem. Because guess what? If we can't duplicate the problem, we can't fix a problem we have not found. Right? Nick, am I, are yeah, you following yes, me this? Yes. Jacob, are you following this conversation? I need you to be engaged with me and not do homework. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if we, cannot, if we cannot duplicate the problem, we cannot fix a problem that we cannot find. So now we take the vehicle for a road test. We cannot duplicate it. We come back. We say to the customer, Mr. Customer, we have spent an hour trying to duplicate this problem. We cannot see or hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So the customer gets all upset. <laughs> you know, they go like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound effect that I hear. I'm going to give you a mean review. <laughs> so you, you are going to be charged a hundred and some odd dollars, depending on the dealership you go to. Because we had to take all these people to do work for you. Those people don't work for free. They, they, we need to pay these folks. That's their job. So this is what happens. Okay. If we don't have, if we don't find the problem, you're going to have to pay for the time that you use at a dealership for us to try to find the problem that we cannot duplicate. Number two, let's say that we do find the problem. All right. Once we find the problem, only two things can happen. It's either covered by the warranty, and in that case, you pay no diagnosis fee, and you pay nothing to repair the vehicle, and you get a bill that says zero, and is not covered by the warranty. That's the other scenario. And at that point, you will pay for the repair, but you still don't pay for the diagnostic fee. So the only time that a diagnostic fee is charged to you folks is, a, is if we do not find the problem that you think you have or we find the problem and you choose not to do the work at the dealership that found the problem. And you still happen to have used the time and the tools and the facilities of the dealership that you went to talk to. The number of times, Nick, that people have fought about this, this diagnostic fee is unreal. So when you go to your local dealership, folks, and you say that you have a problem and that we need to diagnose what the problem is, that's what the process is. They will have to assume they have to charge you this 175 because we don't know if you're going to do the work with us. And we need to pay our people to do the work on your vehicle. 
Yeah, and it's going to take them time to, to do that work, you know. And if, if if people would just go in and try to assess a problem and then decide not to get the problem fixed and then they wouldn't be charged anything, then the dealership would be constantly losing money. Well, it's not going to happen. I mean, we are, we are business facilities. And dealerships are not charity organizations. I no, mean, they're, they're the, there to make money. It's so. the St. Salvation Army. I mean. What? <laughs> I said this ain't Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a charity. That's what I meant. That's a curveball there, man. That what you... almost sounded like it made sense. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. You just said it's not a charity. Salvation Army is a charity. It's not a charity. But anyways, so I want to put to rest this conversation of the diagnostic fee. Because if you can't understand what the process is when you bring your vehicle to a dealership, perhaps you should ask the service advisor. What is the process in relation to the diagnostic fee? Now, believe it or not, while you're asking for this question, you are using the time of that service advisor. So I still need to pay that service advisor. So for that, we don't charge you. you don't, we don't charge you to ask questions. But it doesn't matter what you do, folks. If you go and use somebody's time that has been trained to do what they're actually being paid to do, that costs money. Yeah, because you're st- and in the end, customers need to understand that the, you know they're still paying for the expertise, or they're paying for the the opinion, you know. And um, if you know nothing about cars and you and you want to try to judge yourself, then hey, it's not going to cost you anything. But there's a good chance you'll be wrong. So you know when you when you pay for an expert's opinion in anything, it's going to cost you money. Well, you like to think that people are rational and, and reasonable like that, but I don't know if that is a common thing, folks. If you disagree with me, call me two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number 289-275-9600 is the phone number and let me remind you that if you guess the theme of the songs of the show today adequately you can call the show or you can send me an email at greg at gregcarrasco.com you will get two years worth of oil change in the vehicle that you have sitting on your driveway regardless of what that is what i know it's a, it's a pretty big deal jacob take us to a short break we're gonna be right back What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. You know, today destroys a night. Night divides a day. Try to run. Try to hide. And we're back. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show for the last six or so years and on air for the last 14 years, believe it or not. And here we are yet again coming to you, to your homes, to your airways with all sorts of wisdom. Now, just so you know, you can call me and disagree with me. If you have had a bad experience with a car dealership, you can also call me and 
challenge me. I do not hold the monopoly on truth. Unlike what many, <coughs> unlike what many of you think. I don't know what's happening to me this morning. I'm having a crazy allergic reaction, and I have not been able to stop sneezing or have this yeah, join the tic- club. <clears throat> this tickle in my throat. You know, my allergies are so so awful. I can't explain to you. But you know, it's funny because whenever I go down south, is they just disappear. They clear up on the spot. Yeah, it's, that's what happens. It's like I come to Canada and I become weaker all of a sudden. It makes me a weaker man. But maybe it's uh, Justin Trudeau. I'm allergic to I'm allergic to socialism. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Possibly. What? Speaking of socialism, whatever happened to Jagmeet Singh? I haven't seen or heard from him in months. Ever since he he bent the knee to uh, Justin Trudeau, I haven't heard from him in a while. I mean, you know, he's he's still the NDP leader. I, I don't know. I just I he, made, he well, is. Yeah. Oh wow! I haven't heard anything from. I haven't seen any of his stupid TikToks in a while. <laughs> <laughs> They've been the ones who have been pushing the universal dental care, and I think that was one of the main reasons why he wanted to sign on with Trudeau is so that they could potentially like, try and push that through. But you know that there were some, definitely some NDP uh, supporters who you know were angry about it because they kind of like they, I think both like both sides you could say some people were angry because they saw Jagmeet Singh as a little bit of a sellout because he just you know he made the agreement with Trudeau and that but, was it but they both sold out you think Trudeau as well of course but didn't Trudeau get what he wanted though because he got the, the he gets the confidence from the NDP so it's as if he gets a majority government well, so he you keeps know, power all of us it's an illegal power grab. That's what it is. But I don't think that people care about these things in Canada anymore. You know, oh I mean, Canada is such a wonderful country. But I don't know what's happening to us. I think that we've been, we've had it good for far too long that we do not recognize friend from foe anymore. We are fat. We are sitting on our hands. Saying, hey, hi, it doesn't affect me. So I'm okay <laughs> with injustice. I'm okay with the government seizing power without my vote. Eh, you know, they're harmless. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, just see what's happening. You see what's happening. You know, the, the the social credit is coming, folks. Don't don't make no mistake about it. But you get me sidetracked. I'm talking about car dealerships. <laughs> uh, and don't forget, folks, that we're giving away two years worth of oil changes for the first person who guesses the common theme of our songs for today. So every time we go and come back from break, there is a song that plays and there is a common theme amongst all the songs. The first person who guesses by calling me 289-275-9600 or sends me an email at greg at gregcarrasco.com, we will give you two years worth of oil changes courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. But as I was talking before the break, I was sharing with you the process of a diagnostic fee. And I don't know how much clearer I can explain how that works. And if you have any questions in relation to this, if you think that that the diagnostic fee is not fair, call me. I want to hear from you and see what your arguments are. Just make sure that you have your arguments straight because I will disagree with you. <laughs> so on that basis alone, it's important that you, that, you, that you know what you're talking about. So a couple of things that I want to uh, share with you this morning. Some of the the problems that we see when people don't service a vehicle 
at the car dealership. They go somewhere else or sometimes their neighbor shows up. And you know the number of times that I see people jacking up their Land Rovers and Mercedes and Infinities on their driveway in Oakville? And I'm like, dude, dude, just the slant of your driveway, putting 5,000 pounds on a jack and you are going underneath that car. Whereas a strong wind... A strong wind can come and completely destroy your setup and you, your family will be left to see your legs twitching outside of your crushed skull underneath the body, (laughs) underneath the car. Was that a graphic uh, description there, Jacob? (laughs) No, keep going. Uh, As the legs twitch, (laughs) dad, dad, dad. And you will be remembered as the dad. The Should one I get the Metallica going again? Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> he wanted to save $30. This this sounds like a play or like a movie, you know. You're writing, writing <laughs> so, the script on the spot. <laughs> I The number of people that I see doing their service on their cars, on their driveway, is like, dude, what are you doing? You know, one time, I, I, I kid you not, I kid you not, I saw this older couple uh, with an infinity, and there was this dude that showed up on a pickup truck with a small little toolbox, and they had a big part of that engine out, like on the driveway. It was a hot summer day. And you know, I figure these people m- must be struggling with money and they can't fix it. So I went up to them and said, look, I will do this work for you. Like, just bring it to the store. I will do the work for free. This is so unsafe. And you know that this will be under your conscience if something were to happen to this car and on top of this guy that's working underneath the car. And, uh, no, apparently it was a family friend that just showed up. And I guess he knows a thing or two about changing oils or changing transmissions or brake services. You know... You know, after all, it's only the car that carries your family in a race. It's not that important. You know that system that slows the vehicle down when you're moving 4,000 pounds at 100 kilometers an hour in the 401? You know that thing that slows that car down so you don't smash yourself into the back of a tractor trailer? That's not that important. We can save a few bucks there. Can we, uh, Jacob? No, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Come on, you, man. You know what that you know what that reminds me of? Uh, growing up, I I had a friend whose mom was like was super super cheap when it came to you know maintaining her car. And just to give you an example, she would never get winter tires, never. And she and one time she even in December she she took a trip from from uh, Mississauga to 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 Montreal. With with uh, season tires, yeah, you know, and but the irony is that she was driving a Mercedes. She was driving, so she she was okay spending the money for a Mercedes. But winter tires, no, 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 no. We don't want to spend money. You know, on that. I, I see that all the time, man, and I just laugh when I see Land Rovers and you know Mercedes S classes at Canadian Tire doing an oil change. It's like really, really. Come on, we're, we're reaching here, man. If you can't take your S-Class to Benz to get the oil change... Then what are you doing with an Yeah, you're what, reaching. What you, yeah, what are you doing with an S-Class at that point? And Nick, I saw kind of the opposite of you the other day. I was just driving and I saw someone with winter tires, like, 
right now. Oh, really? That's another big problem because you are literally chewing up those tires uh, unnecessarily and it's not safe. Would you compare that to like the car version of keeping your your Christmas lights on, you know, like in July or something? <laughs> no. Uh, absolutely not. That that was the worst parallel that I've that I, I think I've heard this what week. What is with yeah. you two attacking me this morning? You know, <laughs> seriously, what, did I do something to to you two? I mean, did you guys like plan this like before I got no, here? Before we got there's here, there's no no planning here, <laughs> folks. If you uh, if you have a, an experience at a car dealership and service department, uh, call me. I want to know two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred. So some of the other issues that I have seen over the years when you don't take your vehicle uh, for service at the dealership is uh, you know. Safety issue, which is discussed, but it's the wrong parts. Um, there is a lot of parts that do the same thing, but they are different parts on different brands. They look different. They 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 fit different. They perform differently, and it's very easy to get away with. You know, MacGyver it. You know, when you can MacGyver something into a, making it work for a little while, but eventually the issue will come back if this is if this is not done properly. But one of the biggest ones that I have seen is that you take the vehicle, a relatively new vehicle, to a ABC Motors to get it fixed. And they find the problem and they fix the problem beautifully. Perfectly fine. The car is okay. They put original parts. You pay the money and you are happy as a clam. Except that that work was covered under warranty. And you pay for something that you shouldn't have paid in the first place. This yep. happens more often than you think, folks, in ways that I can't even explain to you. The the most alternate service facilities around the country do not have the network necessary for them to know everything that is covered by the manufacturer under the warranties, everything that is covered by the manufacturer under the campaigns, everything that is covered by the manufacturer for free. There is so much service that is given to customers for free at a car dealership that you're going to say, what do you mean you do service for free? What do you think your warranty is? The warranty is the car manufacturer saying to you, look, ma'am, listen to me. You are buying this wonderful engineering marvel. And we tell you that for the next Three, four, five years. If anything goes wrong with the engine, transmission, driving axle, suspension, alternator, radiator, calipers, master cylinders, if anything goes wrong with anyone, and there are many more parts, I'm just trying to you know go out of memory here. If anything goes wrong with this for the next four or five years, you don't have to pay a penny. And then if you're one of the smart ones that listened to the Carrasco show here for the last 14 years and you did the right thing and bought yourself an extended warranty, then that would cover you up to seven years. If anything goes wrong as a malfunction, not maintenance, because if you don't do your brakes, if you don't do your tires, if you don't do your tire rotations, if you don't do the basic maintenance, no one is going to cover your warranty. I mean, there is some basic standards that you need to follow to maintain your vehicle, folks. But if you have a new vehicle or you bought yourself an extended warranty, the amount of free work that you get 
is unbelievable for two reasons. Number one is because you bought an extended warranty, you did the right thing. But number two is because dealerships are looking for problems with your car that they could actually charge through the warranty because the dealership is going to get paid no matter what. It's going to get paid by you or they're going to get paid by the warranty company. So the dealership is never out of money. You know, let's take a short break, folks. Um, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity as usual. So before you buy anything, you need to come and see me. I will steer you the right way. And don't forget, the first person who guesses what the theme of all our songs today will get two years worth of oil changes. You can call me at 289-275-9600. You can send me an email at greg at gregcarrasco.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. What's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasso Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. <laughs> see you, Greg. See you, Greg. <laughs> I, I, I love the weekend. I love the weekend. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and we are back. You are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show that is mostly about everything else, not cars. But, uh, you know, this morning we have uh, an interesting contest. Every single song we have played uh, up to now has a common theme and uh, the first person who guesses the right theme is going to get two years worth of free oil changes so we already got two responses so I'm going to read them to you I hope you, people that are sending the responses don't mind 
Uh, the first one, Steve says, all the songs that we're playing today are from the 60s. <laughs> Try again, Steve. The we can just do, literally. Do, Jacob, do you have a sound effect? Do you, have, do you have a sound effect for when people fail? <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty um, you know that's. <laughs> it was a, it was a solid guess though before the weekend came on. Uh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, he said it was a solid guess before, before the, the weekend. weekend. Oh came no, Lenny on. Kravitz played. Okay, no, never yeah, mind. It's, it's not and Rage <laughs> Against the Machine. No, I take it back. So no, Steve, you are wrong. It's not songs from the sixties. Uh, also, Tony. Uh, says that the, all the music is classic rock. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> the weekend just threw that one out. That's that's not classic rock. Not that classic rock. It's a no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I uh, I think that we uh, we will continue to take your answers, folks. The, uh, the you can call me two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone yeah. number. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Uh, do we have a phone call? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me Let's see here. Who do we have? On oh, the yeah, we do. We do. We do. Um, yeah, we have Marco Anthony, but we don't know what he wants to talk about. Marco Anthony. Mark Anthony. You are talking to the slacker himself. How can I make your life better this morning, man? Morning, Jen. How are How's you? Everything? Uh, everything is good, good man. Good, good. What's on your mind this morning? Good. What uh, the contest? Is it uh, being a leader? What? What you, no, no, no. Is it? A leader. Is that the theme? No. No, it's not no, the no. theme. That was a good attempt, though, but it's not the actual theme. Wow, dude. You were so close. <laughs> but <laughs> you were so <laughs> Thanks, close. Guys. You were so close. Thank you, man. 289-275-9600 is the phone yeah. number. And uh, if you guess the theme of the songs today, all the songs in the show has a common theme. And uh, if you guess it right, we will give you two years worth of oil changes. That's not an insignificant an insignificant present. That was so well, close. Well, what happens if uh, Jacob or, or, or me gets it? You know, do we get the, the prize? <laughs> no, we don't count because we get to look at the, the music in no, advance, no, no, so no. it doesn't count. Okay. okay. Why? Why do you want to break the rules, man? Why? Why are you always <laughs> he's he's away away. It's because he's a slacker. That's why well, hey, he's but, just but, always trying listen, to find. L- listen, man. There's a reason why I've been working on the show since February. I mean, I, I, I'm t- I'm a total slacker. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> and he's I'm proud a, of it. <laughs> yeah, he is a uh, is is part of the slacker trilogy now. You know, the the trio, the uh, the the holy slacker trinity. <laughs> <laughs> and I take great pride in that. Yeah, there is one that's missing. Uh, you know, Money Mike is also a slacker. You know, we, we, we think about Money Mike all the time. And by the way, folks, if you are in this crazy, crazy market, the interest rates are is something else, uh, and you need some uh, advice when it comes to your finances, and you have your parents or you have a little bit of stash of cash and you don't know what to do with it, and you need to get the task force, if you need to get the SWAT team, if you need to get the the green berets of the uh, of financial advice. Uh, Money Mike is, uh, is 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 part of a specific task force of uh, financial advisors that deal with high net worth people, and uh, he was kind enough to impart his wisdom uh, on the show here on a semi weekly basis. So you know, honestly, I'm telling you, when the moment that I started talking to Mike, is my life changed. You know, people that have a little bit of scratch, they they make different decisions than the common folk. And I now, since Mike has shown me the way, I understand that. But uh, reach him out at moneymike.ca. And uh, he will uh, 
he will talk to you. He's crazy enough that he'll talk to you. Send him an email at moneymike.ca. But anyways, what were we talking about before? Uh, well, well I, I do have something that I, that I feel like we, we could talk about if you okay. want. What do you want to yeah, talk well, about? Well, you, you know, today's a pretty big day in politics. You know what today is? What? Today's the uh, leadership election for the conservative party. It's happening today. Like the vote, like they're counting the votes today and the new leader is going to be announced. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, Pierre Polyev, he's way ahead in the polls. Is he? Uh, yep. He's up by like 25% against the guy in second place who's, who's uh, Jean Charest. Um, so, yeah, looks like there's a good chance it's going to be uh, Pierre Polyev. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, I, I've I've studied, you know, more of Polyev's policies recently, and I, I th look. I mean, the more I read about him, the more I, I think he's he's a, a reasonable politician. You know, he's he's offering you know reasonable solutions. He's not he's not extreme. He's not you know f uh, far to the right or far to the left. You know, he you know he's he is more conservative, but he's he seems like a more measured option than our current prime minister. Well. <laughs> I really, really hope that the new, if if he is in fact chosen the leader of the conservative party, that he has the testicular fortitude to take that party in the direction that it should have been taken. Because I, I, I can honestly say that Right now, uh, I find myself a political orphan. Uh, the The Progressive Conservative Party is not who I want to associate myself with. And most certainly, I don't want to associate myself with the Socialist Party of Canada. And uh, th that's the uh, liberal NDPs, uh, marriage and hell. And uh, so I, I, I will not associate myself with, with the left. I mean, Justin Trudeau is the reason why I left the left. I have been my whole life. I have been more in the left side of politics, but uh, this is not center left. This is like far left and it's getting farther and farther. The slide is a real problem. Um, but one thing I can tell you, though, the um, uh, Pierre Polyev is, uh, is, it is, he is saying the right things. He, um, he is ruthless. I, and I love how articulate and eloquent he is when it comes to exposing the, 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 the tyranny, the corruption, uh, the lies of, uh, of the current government. And a good thing, too, is that he's he's consistent, you know, in, in terms of his his policies. And also he you know, he, he says he, he's talked about it a lot. He says that he's he's in favor of rights. And, you know, if you look at his his political views and what he said, that that's actually true, because if, if you look at it, you know, for example, when it comes to, you know, separate issues, like we'll look at one like um, when it comes to vaccine mandates, you know, he thinks it should be a choice, which uh, I personally agree with. And like the vaccine, whether you take it or not, should be a choice. And I agree with that. But also you look at another issue, you know, when it comes to abortion, you know, he's pro-choice. And, you know, he's also another one, you know, he's in he's in favor of uh, gay marriage and stuff like that. And he's in favor of immigration. So, you know, he it, the, the bottom line is, is that he's not a hypocrite is he's not in favor of certain rights, you know, only when it's convenient for his uh, party or his uh, base. He's in favor of rights in general. And I think that's something that, you know, we need in in our leadership. Well, if you know, if you look at it from this perspective, my biggest fear is the following, that the way that our system is set up, uh, we will never elect an honest politician. 
We will never elect one because if a politician tells you the truth, what they really stand for, uh, am I going to raise your taxes? Yes. Okay, that's it. You're not elected. <laughs> uh, am I going to cut your services down if we want to keep the uh, the budget in, in, in balanced? Uh, yes, I have to cut the services down. Uh, no, we don't like this person. So that's the unfortunate reality of politics today. And that's one of the reasons why, as much as I think that I can make a difference, I don't think I, I want that kind of power. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would run, you know, if I ever did run for politics, it would be a platform based on just straight up. This is, this is a straight goods, folks. And you may not like it, but this is the reality of what's happening. And uh, on that basis, unfortunately, we, we are in the cult of personality. We is a popularity contest. And whoever t- gives you the most flowery, more the most beautiful lies. It's like, please lie to me. We look at the at politicians these days on during the debates, and we know straight up they're they're lying to your face. Mm-hmm. You know, look, and this is one of the reasons why I, I was uh, I was actually I found it very very comical um, last week when uh, uh, what was the name of the guy that uh, says that if you have COVID you can go to work? Uh, what was the name of that guy? Uh, uh, was it Kieran Moore, medical officer of health? Um, maybe I, I don't know what his name is, but well, yeah, you see this. So. Okay, so when when he is on TV uh, a year and a half, maybe two years ago, saying you know if if you are sick, you need to be locked in your house for two weeks, and if not, we are going to find you. You may lose your job. We are going to ostracize you, criticize you, exile you. And today he tells me, oh, you know, if you if you have COVID, you can go to work. Is that we 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 what? Like how can we how how can we in good conscience let this happen and still believe anything that is coming out of the government's mouth? Nick, please defend that argument because I know I know that you as a socialist, you know you 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 like this sort of um, uh, uh, you know approach to politics. Can you tell me? Uh, well, first of all, I'm not a socialist, but second of all, um, no, I, I can't defend it. You know, even even if I tried, because it's it's a it's a lack of consistency. And look, I understand some would say, well, you know, the, the data has changed, ca- cases have changed, and everything. But let's let's. Let's face it, you know, when, um, you know, the, there were some severe, severe restrictions even after people, you know, the vaccine came out and cases went down. There were still severe restrictions back then. And then all of a sudden, because, you know, for, for political reasons or whatever, because maybe public, public opinion has changed. Now, you know, the, this chief medical officer all, all of a sudden does a 180. It's a it's a lack of consistency because it's it's not it's not staying true to you know like because the virus hasn't changed itself. It's we're dealing with the same virus. We're dealing with the same variants. So I don't understand how he could do, he could do this one eighty, and I don't understand how he could justify it too. And you know I when, when people when pe- some people have like you said lost their jobs because you know they they were not comfortable with the vaccine. I mean I think you know him and other people would all. Those people, uh, an apology. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we just roll over and take it. Mm-hmm. We don't do anything. We are being lied to our faces in the sense that, look, I mean, they were talking about a fifth booster. If the first one didn't work and the second one didn't work and the third one didn't work, you know, what is the point of all of this? What is the point? Tell me. And also, they still have all these restrictions we're flying in and out of the country. So when you can go to work and spend 10 hours for some of us at work with COVID and you and don't worry about it. But then when you go into a plane, 
and you are in a plane for you know one or two hours and you can't do it because there are some restrictions when flying on in another country. What yeah. does, what does this tell you? The inconsistencies are absurd to the point that they're taking us for fools. And Canadians are just saying, okay, you know, yeah. we 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 trust him. You know, it's 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 almost like <clears throat> it's almost like uh, treating people like children in a sense, saying that you know you can't decide for yourself what's best for you, what's best for your health, what's best for your situation. Obviously, if someone is, you know, if, if someone feels like they need a third or fourth booster because they're very vulnerable health-wise, then, then they should go get that booster. But at the same time, if someone feels like they don't need it and that you know they they'd rather not take any vaccine, then that's their choice, too. It's all about letting people decide for themselves. Uh, but you can't decide if you're a child, right? So the government needs to, you know, Big Brother needs to step in and decide for you because you don't know what is best for you individually. And a lot of people confuse uh, our position or my position, rather, with, you know, with with a more extremist position. No, I am 100% for vaccines. Me too. Yeah. Make no mistake about that, folks. Yeah. We are 100% for vaccines. Yes. What we are against is mandates. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference. I am a hundred percent against mandates. This is absurd. And the fact that you are forcing other people to do things that they don't want to do, so you feel safe. Think about what that means. You know, it's 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 crazy that some people will assume instantly because you you know because you might say I I I support people choosing whether they get the vaccine or not. People assume, oh, you're an anti-vaxer. Oh, actually, no, excuse me. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I am vaccinated myself, you know? And so people need to stop assuming that they know everything about everybody when, you know, it's, it's like in this, in this context, when it comes to the vaccine, if you're in favor of people choosing, you're suddenly extreme where I don't, I don't agree with that at all. But isn't that the, uh, isn't the same argument as being pro-choice? So you can be pro-mandate and be pro-choice in mm. the same sentence. Those are those are contradictory yeah. ideologies. It is contradictory, and that's why I I've incited that for Pierre Polyev because you know he's consistent in the sense that you know he's he's you know in in favor of free, freedom of choice when it comes to the vaccine. But same thing with abortion. You know he does not want to restrict abortions, which is the way it should be. You know is that's that's a woman's own body. She can do what she chooses to do. And it's the same thing with someone t taking, whether they're, they're taking the vaccine or not. And like I said, it's just the, the, this fiction that that people, you know, that people who b believe in choice are against the vaccine needs to stop. Because a lot of people who are in favor of, of choice are probably vaccinated themselves. And probably, but again, it goes it goes to speak of the inconsistencies of the message the government is pushing forward. Um, all I can tell you is that. If if I were in politics, if I were, I, I don't want that kind of power. It's just too much. And I don't know. And I don't feel myself that I know enough to be able to, to, to make all the right decisions in relation to a, you know, a large number of, um, you know, population. I could, I couldn't do it. I mean, it, it requires a certain type of person to do it. Uh, I would most certainly eliminate all mandates. Uh, it's not, it's, sorry, man. I, 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 you, when you start abusing the power bestowed upon you by the office, uh, once you get elected and on top of that, you assume an illegal majority of government in which there, now you have no restrictions. Folks, you have no idea what's happening right now. Um, uh, the, the, the liberal government is the, 
unofficial majority now. So they can put through uh, legislation pretty much whatever they want. Am I wrong with this? Uh, no, no, because, you know, they, they, they've made an agreement with the NDP and the NDP is basically supporting them practically unconditionally. This is my impersonation of uh, Jagmeet Singh when uh, Justin Trudeau asked to do something completely uh, uh, inappropriate. Yes, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I'll be I'll be just the truth. J- Jagmeet, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> y- yes, 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 Justin. Yes, yes. Jagmeet, go clean my car. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 please, please, I'll clean it twice. <laughs> I don't know how the people from the NDP, <laughs> people from the NDP, uh, are uh, are okay with this. I mean, you know, supposedly uh, the Liberal Party was supposed to be a center, a centrist party, but um, that is certainly not not is not what's happening there. Do you think I should run for office, Nick and Jacob? You know, I I'll toss this out to you. Do you think because I think the uh, the, the um what is it the town elections are also happening mm-hmm. like in Oakville. Yep. Yep. All the cities are electing the mayors, right? Yes, yes, in, in October. And I honestly, Greg, I do think you, I do think you should, especially in Oakville. You know, we, I think he would bring great leadership, great ideas, and a lot of energy to City Hall, which is something that we've lacked for a long time. Number one, I couldn't take the pay cut. Uh, number two, I don't want that kind of power. But number three, I think it's necessary. Yes. Oh, dude, you know, J- when, when Jacob, I... what's your opinion? I would move to Oakville if Greg is becomes mayor of Oakville. Yes! Yeah. I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll make the move. My slogan would be, fear the beard. Fear the beard. Fear the beard. That's it. That's awesome. You know, change is on its way. That's awesome. And it doesn't have to be winter all the time. You know, I tell you when I... Uh, something clicked inside of me, okay? I, you know, a little while. You know, sometimes there are, you know, moments... Oh, by the way, folks, if you want to argue with me about whatever, just call me, 289-275-9600, 289-275-9600. You know, I, um, uh, I went to the uh, Rib Fest in Burlington a little while ago, and uh, dude, it was, it was a carnival. It was a party. People were on the streets. Children were playing with each other in the middle of Brand Street there in Lakeshore. You know, bands were playing. People were drinking. Acrobats on the streets. Magicians doing things. Guy playing with fire, like a fire-breathing dude that I just watched the guy for like an hour. He was hilarious, by the way. I wish I, I, could, I could interview one of these days. And I think his slogan was, uh, get good. Get, that was get good. Get good. That was the slogan. To the point. You know, I it's one of the most amazing, simple philosophies in life, and I'll discuss this at another day. But when I went to Burlington, the the Burlington uh, Rib Fest, and then they also had um, a, a music on the streets or something. I, there was another festival that went on down there. There were tens of thousands of people happy. I saw happiness. I saw friends. I saw families getting together and going to a place and just living life. And then we should have a you know like somber music. Like what 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 is this? like a you know maybe maybe the Imperial March from you know from Star Trek. What do you think? You know something like really depressing and somber that uh, is going to make me want to just murder myself or you know just run my back you know my vehicle backwards onto my head <laughs> uh, I, there's got to be a sound effect for for what I felt when I came back to my beautiful town of Oakville and I saw what I saw with my eyes let's see this 
Let's see. Let it play. Let it play. So, as I left the party, the carnival in Burlington, and I drove across the Kiwi W, got off on Trafalgar Road, started going north, seeing the town with sad faces and the blue hairs walking up and down Trafalgar Road in the parking lot of Sheridan College I saw four sad and depressing barbecue stands and three cars in the lineup and then I realized that the Riff Fest in in Oakville was a drive-thru Riff Fest and nobody came And the streets were empty. And the tears came down my face. And that is the moment I realized that the town was in permanent winter. And change needed to happen. Folks, Nick Nick is literally shedding a tear right now as Greg is speaking. This is unlike anything I've ever uh, seen before. It was emotional. It was emotional. <laughs> I I have I don't remember being more sad of living in the town of Oakville than after that nonsensical display of ineptitude that the Oakville Rib Fest was this year. Like everybody was selling you ribs with a with a mask on. Like, seriously, well, how can we be so, oh, you know, we're, we're, doing, it for, we're doing it for public safety and uh, uh, we, we are going to punish the entire town of Oakville because we are, we are, we are wiser, we are woker than everyone else. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Burlington, there's a giant party with a million people. Why do you think there's such a big difference between Oakville and Burlington when it comes to masks and stuff like that? I, I, I honestly don't know. I, yeah. I, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't understand the dichotomy of the, the ideologies of running the, ta- the, the town and the barbecue, the Riff Fest. This is supposed to be a party. Yeah. You can't put masks on a party. Greg, I just want to know, can anyone, because you usually eat raw meat. I do, yes. So does anyone give you raw ribs when no, you no, come no, to Rib no, Fest no, so you no, just no, don't no, eat no, anything? No, 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 no. I, you know, look, man, I, I can enjoy a nice set of ribs, man. Yeah, I just they come right off the bone, man. You know, it's like the meat just melts in your mm. mouth and it's like, oh, oh my God. You know, <laughs> you know, my mouth just all got water, got water here. But I, you know, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because I, I go every year to the Rib Fest in Oakville. Yeah. And this past year, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Do you think you're protecting me from me? Do you think I can't make the decision? I don't know. That I, or what is right for me or not? Like, how, 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 just, yeah, <laughs> what's that? I, I, yeah, it's just what I believe now, I, the way I see, you know, masks now is, you know, once again, I think people should choose. But at the same time, I think there's a time and a place for it. Obviously, if you're going into a hospital, that you, you know, obviously COVID's still going around, you know, it might, it's a good idea to wear a mask in a hospital. If you're going to a long-term care home where people are vulnerable, then okay, then that's that's a good time to wear a mask. But if you're going to Rib Fest, you know, I outside out of all places too, I don't think that it really makes sense to wear a mask in that setting. You know, but you have to look, look at the context. Listen to me, okay? I if you want to wear three masks, I don't care. I don't 
care. Folks, if you disagree with me, if you think I'm out to lunch, if you live in Oakville and you saw that sad rib fest that we had this year, call me, 289-275-9600. And don't forget that if you guess what the common theme of the songs of the show today are, and I'm going to tell you the list of the songs that we play so far on the other side of the break, we will give you, courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, two years worth of oil changes. Jacobs, take us to a break. We'll be right back. This town don't look good in snow You don't care, I know Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer, and you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air. Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto. Stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Bell for the Phenom. Ready to strike. Let's go. You gotta let it play, man. That, this is a classic. One more time. Oh, yeah. And we are back. If you were just tuning in, you are missing, missing one of the best hour and a half of radio that you've heard this decade. This is the Greg Carrasco Show. We are the conscience of the GTA, and here is where all the great minds get together and congregate. You can call me at 289-275-9600 is a phone number. And um, in the back of, uh, before the break, we were talking about how the, the, the dichotomy, the discrepancy, the juxtaposition between city mandates and provincial mandates and federal mandates in relation to vaccine and, so, and all this other nonsense is something that doesn't make any sense. I do have to uh, absolutely send a big shout out to the the town of Burlington. I, I, I don't even know what to say, man. I, that, was, uh, that was OG stuff. That's when you, you know, when you take the establishment and said, get lost. You know, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to let our people be free. We're going to let our people be a- adults and make their own decision as to whether they want to come here and mingle with another 50,000 people or however many people they had at the, uh, at the music festival and the Riff Fest at, uh, in Burlington. And I, I'm blown away by how, how open and, and real the city is. I, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's it's unbelievable. I, I had no idea that there was such a big difference between the way the the rib fest went down in Burlington and Oakville. And uh, no, but credit to Burlington for you know putting on a, uh, quite the party because you know it's it's just you know people want to live their lives again, and and that's one thing like 
you know, like we, we talked about before, the, the government kept saying, if you look at it, the government kept saying, <clears throat> well, you know, once, you know, once the vaccine comes out, then everything's going to go back to normal. Everything's going to go back to normal. You'll live your normal lives. And then, you know, you know, we, you know, all, all three of us on the show right now, we got vaccinated and millions others got vaccinated. But then the opening up process was so, so, so slow. It was so slow. And, you know, we 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 we, we were kept locked down for so much longer past the point where it was necessary at the beginning. OK, we didn't understand the virus. It was new. I understood back then that, you know, maybe we had to get things under control. But later on, it just made no sense. So, but yeah, bottom line is, you know, credit to Burlington for, you know, having putting on a, a, a fun party and, you know, letting people uh, have a have a great great day and a great festival because it's it's way way overdue for people to just live and be happy again well what i can tell you is that that was a day that i thought okay i could do something better here i think that we need to redirect our efforts and you know oakville is such a wonderful beautiful town filled with amazing people that are not being given the the latitude that are not being given the credit for making mature safe adult decisions that impact themselves and their family. And on that basis, I think that uh, maybe I will consider running for uh, for office in the uh, in, in the town of Oakville sometime you, in the near future. You should. You should. Uh, and uh, Ossie, Greg, and I'm, you know, I, I do mean this. I, I think you would do a good job. I think <laughs> no, you would do a good job. No, I'm just joking. Jacob, do you think <laughs> I, you know, the, here's the problem, though. And, and every time somebody has asked me to run for office, they always tell me, but, you know, they, they're going to dig into your past and it's like, yeah. And I don't have skeletons in my closet. I have the catacombs. <laughs> That's what I have. You, you know, you open my closet and you're going to be buried by bones. <laughs> what are people going to know that I did drugs at one point? Actually, I've never done hard drugs. I, I admitted that on the show uh, last week. Yeah, you I, did. You did. Yeah, I did one. It was, it was mushrooms, right? No, That's what no, you said? no, no, no. Oh, he what, said he wants to do mushrooms. Uh, I want to. I want yeah. to do mushrooms and I want to do DMT at one point. I did E once when I was in my 20s. And uh, remember, I started to walk, like power walking for like 10 hours. And, Downtown, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I smoke weed from time to time. I you know I yeah I like it. I have weed in the house, but I don't like the feeling. It's like eh, I don't I don't feel like in control of anything, so I I don't want to do it. So uh, when it comes to my uh, my relationship past, what, what what do you want? You want a politician that doesn't have game? Is that what you want? <laughs> huh? I've dated a lot of people. What, oh, what do you man. want? <laughs> so that, I don't. I, what do you want me to do? Is that you know? Look, man, I don't, I'm not going to deprive the world of you know and, and, dating. And one and one thing too, you know, people need to start separating. You know, the the someone's personal life with the, their qualifications because it's who who do you want? Do you want someone who you know lives a very uh, you know boring and you know like stereotypical life and but would do an awful job as mayor? Or do you want someone who, who's, who's more out there, you know, more bold in their personal life, but would actually do a good job as mayor? You know, who, seriously, do you actually like I would ask people, do you actually care about do you actually care about your town? Do you actually care about your city? Do you want it to be better? If you do, then vote for the person who would do a better job. Well, you know, I think that a lot of people like to uh, like to criticize the people in power. Oh, I can't believe you're doing this. This is just, this is reprehensible. This is this is this is immoral. And, and meanwhile, the uh, their garage door is half open, and they live in Swingertown in Oakville. <laughs> well, some some people might disagree with this take, but I think 
Greg, as a business owner, you almost have more incentive and more stake in wanting to to make sure the city succeeds because you want more business. You want more people coming to the city. I think that a lot of uh, cities and towns and provinces are not run like a business and they should. You know, at the end of it all, that's one of the reasons, you know, by the way, uh, we were supposed to have Hazel McCallion here this morning, but something came up because of the uh, the campaign trail that's happening right now. So she couldn't make it. So most likely, or we're going to try to have it here next weekend. But uh, I completely lost my train of thought in what I was going to say. So, <laughs> so okay, listen to business. this. Uh, yeah, business. I think that m- many, many provinces uh, don't look at their uh, their budgets and, and taxes and whatnot as, as an actual revenue-generating uh, entity. And that's one of the reasons why Hazel McCallion was so unbelievably effective because she, she ran the city of Mississauga without any uh, any external debt and they, 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 they no, no deficit. They had a surplus. Yep. And she was a rock star. She was a mayor of Mississauga for what, 30 some years? 36 years. 36 years. That's a rock star right there. And that's one of the reasons why I was so looking forward to talking to her. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll do it next week. But folks, we need to take another break, and we have a phone call here, right? We have three phone we have, calls. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a quick break. Uh, folks, remember, every song is part of a theme. If you guess the theme right, we'll give you two years' worth of oil changes, courtesy of Oakville Infinity Nissan. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! We only have a few minutes before the end of the hour. We still have another hour left to go, but uh, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to help you folks out because uh, we we have a contest going on today that there is a common theme for all the songs that we're playing, and the first person who gets it right, we're going to give you two years worth of oil changes. You can either call me at two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred and tell me what the theme is, or you can send me an email at greg at greg carrasco. 
dot com. And I keep getting uh, <laughs> answers here on the phone. Let me see here. Uh, the the theme. Dave McGee says uh, the the theme is moving forward. No, it's not the actual theme. Another one says here they all have religious religious themes. No, that is not it either. Let me see what else. All songs are about driving. No, that is also not the answer. Who do we have on the line here? Uh, we have uh, Laura, who wants to guess the theme. Oh, boy. Laura, you are talking to Greg Carrasco here. What is the theme for the songs this morning? That's okay. My husband beat me to it. I was going to say moving forward, so I'm a slacker. Ah, you're not oh, a yeah. former slacker. You are true, still a slacker. Oh, yeah. You just mentioned Dave McGee. <laughs> yes. This is Laura McGee. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, told him I, I told him I was phoning you, and he, he's, he, he goes ahead and phones on my behalf. Oh, well. <laughs> no, no problem. But no, you know, it's, it's not the theme. You know, keep on listening because I'm going to tell the songs. Actually, you know, thank you, Laura. But, uh, is you it know, transitioning? Is it transitioning? No, it's not. It's, not, it's a lot simpler than oh. that but thank you so much for calling Laura okay so, folks thank you. Bye. these are all the songs that we have played so far These Eyes by the Guess Who Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses Bomb Track by Rage Against the Machine Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin Break On Through The Doors Are You Gonna Go My Way Lenny Kravitz Starboy The Weekend, Ventura Highway by America one more time, Daft Punk. We haven't played any other ones yet, right? Have we? No, I think that, that that's all we play so far. Enter they, Sandman. Uh, Enter Sandman. And, and Co 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 Choice. Uh, by Audio Slave. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. I, I, don't, I don't know wanna, how to say it. I don't want to venture into uh, saying that. But anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> if you get it right, folks, we are going to give you two years worth of oil change. We have another phone call there, right? Oh uh, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, what yeah, do we have? Yeah, we got Chris who wants to talk about COVID. Oh boy, <laughs> Chris, you're calling the Carrasco show. Um, how can I try to make your life better this morning? Because you have it all figured out. <laughs> Hi, Chris. How are no, you? No, no, it's Greg. It's a beautiful morning. How are you doing this weekend? I am very well, Chris. That's good. I, I definitely don't have it all figured out, but um, I feel like I have ideas that you uh, haven't heard before. So I think it's, it's good to, you know, expose yourself to a diversity of ideas. <laughs> That's right. Um, because I live, I live in a very shelter uh, world, Chris. Thank you. Can you enlighten me with your, no. with your, uh, yeah, you know, no, I don't think, I don't think you live in a sheltered world. I just think nowadays social media has everybody living in a shelter world. Everybody, everybody knows what, uh, social media knows what everybody wants to hear and it feeds it to them. Well, and I think that uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. On, on the contrary, I think that that is yeah. this is one of the reasons why social media is the most corrosive thing that we've ever experienced as as humanity. Uh, it will tell you exactly what you're looking for, and then it will do everything possible to convince you that you're right. That's the problem with social media, and actually, for that matter, Google, because Google is designed to tell you exactly what you're looking for, nothing else. So if it matches, That's right. if it matches your query, you are going to find yourself in a cycle of confirmation bias that is is impossible to get out, and that creates yeah. it creates anarchists, it creates f fanatics, it, it creates extremists. Would you agree with that statement at least? Yeah. Another thing it creates is it creates uh, people who left the left. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, explain that. Like it creates, it creates conservatives that used to be liberal. Okay, explain that. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that, that liberalism kind of controls the levers of, of institutional power in the West. Uh, Oldman, essentially. Uh, well, I, I think that. It, 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 lib- are you talking about classical liberalism, or are you talking about a social no, democracy? I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about people who identify as being left wing today. Uh, they control institutional power. They they, they do. They control it, yeah, schools, it, universities. They control essentially uh, television and movies, music. I, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that. Across. Yeah, I don't disagree with yeah. that. So carry no, on. I, I know. Yeah, and I, and I feel like um, you and I would agree on quite a bit of stuff. And I, I feel like I probably was closer to your positions about two years ago. And since then, I've I've changed a little bit. I mean, I haven't changed, but I've learned more. And so I think since it, I always enjoy talking to people that I feel were that I, I had something in common with recently that, I, that I've learned stuff. But anyway, I wanted to, you wanted to talk about COVID, right? You wanted someone to argue with you on COVID? Well, if you call to argue, sure, but talk to me. No, no, no. You, you invited an argument on of course. COVID. So give me an argument or something that we can actually discuss and, uh, we don't, okay. and we don't lose listeners in the process. So tell me, what is your point? Right, right, respectfully. So, um, so, There's something called deaths of discretion. Are you familiar with that term? I have, but, you know, please enlighten the audience. Okay, so deaths of discretion are where you've reached capacity on ICU beds, and so you have two people that both require a ventilator to survive, and you have to pick one who's going to get it. And by virtue, you're picking someone to die, so it's considered a death of discretion. And during the pandemic, this was the thing especially in Canada, because we don't have a, a ton of, of ICU capacity here. <clears throat> This is the thing that primarily mandates we're looking to uh, avoid was reaching ICU capacity and being in situations where in certain hospitals, some people would end up dying because we didn't have ventilators for them. So you've, you've heard of that term before, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Okay, so when you talk about mandates and you say, like I've heard you say things like if, uh, what, what was it you said? Did you say if, if mandates work, why do we need them? If they don't work, why do we need them? Is that, you've said, you, you said that a bunch of times, right? I have. So you're, you're completely ignoring the, the fact of deaths of discretion when you say that, aren't you? Mm, not necessarily. That's it? I mean, I think you, you certainly are. Uh, That's why there's mandates. They were trying to curb, they were trying to mitigate the, the curve of spread so that it didn't get to a situation because cases kind of grow, not exponentially, but they grow in a way where once you get close enough that you realize you're going to hit, you're definitely going to hit capacity, mm-hmm. it's too late to do anything about it, right? And so because of that, you have to put measures in place earlier on when it doesn't look like you're going to hit capacity to make sure that, you're, that you, you really don't think you're ever going to hit it. So that's why the, I'm not saying every mandate measure. In fact, I'm, I'm mostly anti, anti-mandate, but it makes sense. It's not, it's not crazy. It's not like I can't, I don't understand what they were doing. They were trying to avoid deaths of discretion. Okay. 
you have nothing to say about that in response? No, not really, because I don't believe. You see, the the greater good is something that is being sold quite a bit in in today's, uh, you know, execution. <laughs> what? Well, here, no, continue, please. So is the, the greater good is being sold as the number one reason why we need to implement draconian measures in order to oppress the populace, in order for us to, to do something that is going to benefit us all as a society. I just don't think that you need to sacrifice your safety or your, your liberties in order to guarantee the safety for someone else. But I want you to do me a favor, Chris. We, we break on uh, we need to break for the hour so we're going to take a break here folks and uh, i'm going to continue doing this on the other side of the hour uh, the show is brought to you by oakville nissan and oakville infinity and folks if you guess the main theme of the songs today we are giving a two year worth of oil changes for you so stay tuned we'll continue to talk to chris on the other side of the break What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's The Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show, and this is the hour of the grievances. If you have a question, suggestion, concerns, issues, any beefs and grievances, you need to call 289-275-9600 is the phone number. Again, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. And please don't wait until the last five minutes of the show to call and 
talk to me about whatever you want to talk about. Um, the contest that we have going on today, folks, is whoever gets first the common theme of the songs that we have been playing all throughout the show. It's going to get two years worth of free oil changes. And uh, I keep getting guesses uh, on my email. So let's see here. MK Dot says, hey, Greg, the theme for this song is uh, Justin Trudeau running again. <laughs> no, that is not the theme. <laughs> uh, David says, uh, is the theme traveling? No, it is not. Frank says, uh, today's music theme is Armageddon or apocalyptic ending no it is not come on slackers you can do better than this and chris let's go back to you here you are talking to me about um uh oppressing the entire population to save a few that's what you were talking about i i you know please take one more minute because after that i have to move on to to try to tell me what the point of all of this is well, I mean, I think I think my point was just, you know, I, I wanted to call in because I, I, I like calling and talking to people that don't agree on everything. And yeah. I thought that's what you wanted to hear from of your course, audience. So that's course. why I was calling in. I'm not calling in to fight with anybody. Okay. That's good. to uh, have a conversation. But um, I, I guess my point was just that there's, there's reasons for some of these things that are not completely insane. Or some of these things do seem completely crazy to us on the outside, but there's there are other reasons that are that are quite explainable that I think are important to factor in when you're having conversations about these things because like none of us want to to, to consider the other side completely insane, complete demons, especially if they're if they're not quite that, right? It would be better to have a uh, you know, a, a full circle point of view on why people do the things that we disagree with. So while I'm personally opposed to pretty much all mandates I understand why they were especially initially put in place in the early days and why they make a lot less sense now. Omicron's different than Delta. That's another reason why you're talking about the Minister of Health changing his position on, uh, on, on staying home and stuff like that. That also makes sense because Omicron just, it, it reproduces in a different part of the lung and it doesn't, it's not as dangerous as the other, the older variants. So some of these things make sense and it's important to, to factor that in. Okay. So we actually agree on something, all right? I, I do believe that when at the beginning of all this stuff uh, happened, uh, there was a lot of panic, uh, you know, consuming the population. And uh, uh, even, even the authorities had no idea what this was all about. Uh, but very early on in, in, in the development of this pandemic stuff, we, we discovered that uh, there was a very specific group of people that were significantly more vulnerable to COVID. And, uh, you know, my my issue with this was always this very same thing. Uh, if I look at my age group and my and my uh, proclivity to actually die from COVID was almost non-existent. And uh, I, I believe that I don't think that at any point we can justify the oppression of an entire nation just to protect a very few that we could have concentrated our efforts in protecting them instead. This would have never happened. So I, I think that when you, when you create blanket uh, policy to oppress and suppress the mobility and the interaction of an entire nation, you have more side effects than the, the 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 solution was worse than the problem. Nick, you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. I just I just want to make a comment too. I think that 
you know, when it comes to the mandates, there there was a way better way of going about it to protect the vulnerable, but also let everyone else live their lives. You could you could do both. You know, the for the vulnerable people, for example, you know, they don't have to go to a public place, and if and they don't have to even go to a grocery store, they can have their food ordered. You know, they can only uh, associate with a select group of people. They there are ways to protect vulnerable people, but also if you but letting a, let's say a young group of people who have nothing to do with that vulnerable person continue to live their lives. You can do both. You don't have to take an extreme measure where everyone is in basically in under house arrest and can't do anything else. Well, you know, thank you, uh, Nick. But uh, Chris, you know, well, honestly, I uh, look. I just want to move from that, Craig. Uh, sure, just take thirty seconds, please. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be very quick. So basically, the house arrest part, we really were only like that during the very early stages when, if it was ever going to make sense for that, for, I don't, I, it would have been in the very early stages. We didn't know what COVID was at that point. Um, since then, I don't think we've ever really been under house arrest. Uh, we, there we there had, were severe lockdowns. No, how many lockdowns did we yeah. actually have? We had about We've four, had four, four or five. And you know, there yeah. was one where Doug Ford even said he was going to get the police No, no, but he yeah. said he was going to get the police involved and say and ask you why you're on the street but, if you're. No, no, he did. Yeah, and, no, and I understand yeah. that, but I just, I, 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 I want to move away from this. But, you know, Chris, your, your point is valued, and I appreciate your opinion on this. Uh, but, uh, you know, quoting Oscar Wilde is, is uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And uh, right now, the, the, the society that we see today. Today is post-pandemic, and a lot of it was caused by the pandemic. There's a lot of people that are suffering right now for for the very reasons uh, that we that we were discussing earlier. Uh, I don't I don't believe that there is a solution that fits all. And also, whenever the government abuses powers to to oppress the population for whatever reason they may think is is necessary, uh, is it's not something that I will ever get behind. Uh, especially when it comes to suppressing opinions. You see, if you if you were if you would have said two years ago that the the vaccines didn't work, that the mask was ineffective, and that COVID was not as deadly as everybody was making it out to be, you were going to get canceled. And, and the the truth is that uh, we know better now. And uh, there was a lot of people that lost their jobs. They lost their oh livelihood. What? <laughs> you, oh you think the vaccines don't work? Vaccines? The COVID vaccine? Yeah, you're talking no, about they don't. No, it's, a, it's, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a vaccine. It's a treatment, uh, and we are going to get into this because I, I do believe that vaccines work. Not the COVID vaccine. You know, the the moment that you need to start putting five boosters into your system within a, every what ninety days now, they, they recommend that you get another one. I'm sorry, Chris. I don't. I disagree with you on that one, but I don't want to carry on with this. Thank no, you no, so no. much for the phone that's, call. That's no. I really appreciate it. Um, look, I. <laughs> You know, I, I I appreciate the conversation with Chris, but you know, the moment that Chris gets condescending with me is when the problems begin. If if the vaccines work, why do we need another one? Uh, if the vaccines don't work, why do we need another one? And he said, "Oh, it makes your symptoms less, does it?" And I, and I do. And on another issue, I do find it interesting that he says we we were never under house arrest. It wasn't literally called house arrest. Yeah, Obviously, but, you know, I just want to say, yeah. if I may. I'm not obviously you you could you know go for walks and stuff like that, but it was very restricted in terms of what you could do, you know. And at one point, even you know there were there was a threat to, to like that didn't last for long. But where the premier said that you know well we'll let police you know stop you on the street and ask you why why you left your house why are you outside. I'm all I'm saying is that it wasn't literally house arrest, but. 
It was get, it was getting closer. Listen, there. businesses were shutting down. People lost their livelihood, and it, that was the end of the story. But I don't want to talk about Chris because Chris is not on the line to defend himself, and I don't like to do that to people, especially with people that uh, that we may potentially disagree on something. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think that social media is what. L- made me leave the left. Uh, I don't think that that was it at all. I think that it's, it's got to do with this, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to get into this. Honestly, it's, <laughs> we're gonna, I, I want to have fun on Saturday mornings. I don't want to get, yeah. um, I don't want to go down and get in a bad mood. Uh, <laughs> Already, uh, Jacob looks looks very stressed. You, you're stressed out. Talk to me. Why are you so stressed out, Jacob? You, you had the actual, you know, silence button, the delay there ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. What do you? What's, what's Jacob, in your mind, Jacob? You look like you need a hug. I, I could use it. It's lonely in here. I see you guys uh, having so much fun out there in the studio. I'm just, I'm alone here. Right, right. You, you, know. you, you know what? We'll, we'll come see you during commercial breaks. Thank you, thank you, Nick. Well, I, I, I encourage uh, a healthy debate on the radio here, but at some point it becomes a matter of opinion. You have an opinion, I have a different opinion, and we can discuss it, and neither one of you are experts on uh, you know, what do you call this, uh, immunology, we, we're not an experts on vaccines, we're not an expert on anything, and uh, I, I do believe that vaccines do work. I think that they hold a very, very important place in modern society, but uh, this one in particular is not something that clearly does anything because if he did we would not be having all these restrictions worldwide actually is 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 canada let's let's just face it uh just about everywhere else in the world they look at us as if we're crazy and uh it doesn't matter uh what you feel or what you think about that uh I, I happen to have traveled and uh i have friends in other countries all over latin america and in europe and um with very few exceptions of countries that are, have fallen uh, for this sort of governments, and, and it's happening very quickly around the world. Um, what Canada feels, or the or the the way that Canada has approached this COVID situation, we are looked at as if we are have lost our minds, and uh, it is it is actually quite embarrassing. Even when I was in Indonesia, I. I, I I mean, I got COVID and I still wasn't like, I mean, obviously when I had it, I didn't feel well. So I just stayed in my hotel room because I didn't, I didn't have the energy to do anything. But I, I, beside that, I didn't think about it at all. No one thinks about it there. No, I didn't know you had COVID during your trip. I, I did, yeah. Wow. That, and honestly, it was it was much better having it there than here because there, I st- you know, I walked on the beach. Right. I swam in the pool because no one was in the pool. Like, I tried staying away from people, but yeah. ultimately, I still carried on with my life. I still did things. Yeah. Were there anybody wearing masks there in Indonesia? No. Yeah. No. You know, when I, I was in Mexico a little while ago and nothing anywhere. Um, I wore it when I had it, but I, I think that's fair yeah, yeah i yeah. Uh, when i talk to my family yeah. in chile is the exact same thing i you know i have friends that uh, just came back from uh, you know from greece and from portugal and it's nothing it's not it's not a thing so you know we have convinced ourselves that we are in danger when we aren't and the reality is this that uh, if you want to fight any disease uh, you know if you are if you are 85 and you are out of shape and you smoke like a fiend and you get a common cold can kill you so 
you know, it, it has already been proven that comorbidities was the number one reason why people with COVID died. You know, it will, you know, weaken your immune system. It will do you in. But if you, if you, if you live a healthy life, if you eat properly, you're not overweight, you exercise on a regular basis, you don't smoke. There is a very, very low probability that this is going to have any crazy effect on you. But I mean, we, Look, I, I can I can only speak on personal experience, and, and this is just is is an anecdote. But my youngest son, uh, he's going to grade twelve right now. He this is the first year that he's going to be the full year in school. He missed the entire high school. Wow! And wow. I, I I can't explain how corrosive not having social interaction is on young people. We have a bunch of people that are completely unplugged and detached from social interaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will have an effect in our society later on. You know, I I do think that, and again, I, I, as you all know, I'm an encyclopedia of quotes. And uh, I can't remember who said it, but he says, whenever you find yourself in the side of the majority, it's, it's time for you to stop and think. Uh, you know, whenever, and that's one of the reasons why I don't believe that democracy is a good, you know, Political system, because uh, it's not uh, it's it's not the, the the desire of the populace is the is the oppression of the majority. The majority uses their size just to oppress the minority simply because they don't think the same as you. And I I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that's a good political system, but uh, you know we can get into another conversation on this because that's a that's a far deeper conversation, uh, folks. We uh, the lines are open. You want to talk to me about service departments? Call me. You want to talk to me about who is going to win the uh, the the election at the 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 Conservative Party of Canada this weekend? Call me if you have a guess on what the common theme of all the songs of the show this morning, because we're going to give you two years worth of oil change if you guess it right. Call me two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number two eight nine two seven five ninety six hundred is the phone number folks the show is brought to you by Oakville Infinity Nissan Oakville loves Infinity Nissan and before you make any car buying decisions you owe it to yourself you need to come and see me let's go for a break and we'll be right back Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here, and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto.
<laughs> you are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and uh, we always take precedent, give precedent to. Uh, Questions about cars. So if you're looking at buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, getting rid of a car, squashing a car, appraising a vehicle, all those things, you call me. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. And as usual, everybody calls me at the end of the show. But we have a bunch of different guesses uh, on the themes of the song. So whoever gets it right is going to get two years worth of oil changes courtesy of Oakville Infinity Nissan. So let's see here. Somebody says... Uh, the theme is traveling. No, that is not. Uh, somebody says that the theme today is bass guitar. No, it is not. Another person says here the music theme is living your own way. Is is not. Uh, let me see. Jacobs, Jacob, dude, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm really impressed. So Jacob, my producer, guessed the actual theme. Good for you, man. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He guessed it. So it's not as obscure. Uh, there's another gentleman here by the name of Frank. It's just, uh, the, um, the the theme is about humans that have limited control of the future. No, it is not. I, I will say, you say this is this is not an easy one, especially if you don't have the songs listed in front of you? Well, most people will have a computer and a phone. That's so all. That is all you need. That's like, all you I, need, I, yeah. It really is. Uh, and uh, Mr. or Miss O'Shea says uh, the theme song is Feelings. No, it is not. Man, uh, I, I'm actually very impressed. Thank you. you so when am I it. coming for my oil change? <laughs> no, you're not. No, that would be inside trading. <laughs> inside Jacob, trading. What, can what, Nick give me an oil? Can Nick do oh it for me? God. Oh, wow. No, I don't, listen, I don't want to know about I your personal it. lives. I, that's, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> Uh, listen, keep that. This is a PG rated show, folks. Don't. That's, that's don't quite the invitation, out. Jacob. Wow. That's first date? Jacob, you need to take him out first, man. Dude. At least, at least buy me dinner first. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. So the number to call is 289 275 9600. And. Um, and uh, that's when you call if uh, if you have any if you have any beefs if the world is putting its weight on your shoulder and you have no idea what to do with yourself uh you know there is already a show that is called this is not therapy and but i can say it still this is not therapy but i will listen to you if you have something that is bothering you you know bothering you is something that is just like eh, driving you absolutely insane do it do you have something that is bothering you this week, Jacob? I, I want to know if there is something that is getting your nerves and you need to get it off your chest. Well, for, before that, first it was the, the, the song, not guessing the theme song, because the first, the, the, the last two weeks I got him like immediately. But this one, this one took a while. Okay, I'm going to pretend to be a therapist. When did you start? Ha when did you start to have these feelings? Oh my god! <laughs> About seven thirty a.m. this morning. <laughs> no, and, no, and, no, and no. What, he, and he, when you just stare at that wall, what, what, what do you see? Okay, I think that Nick, Nick has effectively lost his mind. Your... Yeah, he's uh, he's effectively I'm... lost his mind, folks. Please don't don't uh, disregard my uh, my <laughs> my co-host here. You know, you you're moving up in the world, Nick. You know, eventually you you just stay quiet on the other side, which I really preferred. And uh, you were answering the phones, and now look at this. He's hijacking my show, uh, trying pretending to be a therapist for uh, the producer. We're just, we're just having fun. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, is there anything else that is bothering you, uh, Jacob? This week and then I'm going to get to you Nick because uh, mm. I, I, there is something that is vexing me in ways that I can't even explain 
And uh, I think that this this is going to vex you too once I start talking to you about it because it's it's crazy. No, circle yes? circle back to me. I'll I'll uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. Okay, is there something that is uh, that, that you have weighing on you, uh, Nick, that we, you want to share with the audience? It is not the fact that he just made a completely inappropriate uh, suggestion for you guys. <laughs> that, that can't be it. That can't be it. What's in, what's in your mind? What is bothering you this week? Wow, you guys right. are letting me down, man. You you know, I always have something to complain about. Life's good right now. Yeah, my, my, life's, my life's pretty good, too. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying my new job, you know, at the dealership, Greg. And, yeah, I, I don't have many complaints right now. No, no, I have a complaint. My complaint this week, folks, is with real estate agents. Mm-hmm. I... I have never experienced, and I know that this is a is a personal experience. Okay, it's a personal experience. I have never seen the level of sheer and straight up incompetence in the people that some of you are choosing to represent you when it comes to your real estate needs. I I have look. I I'm I'm in the process of. You know, I'm I'm changing things in my life. So I presented uh, an offer to a a place in Oakville. And uh, number one, we presented the offer. We didn't get a response pass for like six or seven hours. That was the first thing. So these people are representing you folks. And, you know, one of the things that we noticed is that uh, this person uh, was – Charges only one percent commission, which is kind of like, why would you be doing this for like for free? I don't, you know, I, I don't believe in commission sales, but if you're gonna, you know, be charging somebody one percent, it's like really you you're gonna provide the best absolute service for one percent? I don't think so. But it was clear why this person was charging one percent. So whenever you see one percent, folks, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, if, so, if somebody is charging you the money. Uh, believe me, you are going to get different representations if if the uh, if if the salesperson has something vested in there. Uh, and I know that you may say, "Well, Greg, you're contradicting yourself. Uh, uh, you you don't believe in commission sales that you store." No, I don't because I pay my people salary. So real estate agents they don't get salary, <laughs> so they have to make a living somehow. You know, the agency or the brokerage doesn't pay them salary for them to show up. So these people need to make a living. So, and that's the way the system works right now. But anyways, so we presented an offer and the, the person didn't want to show it to the, uh, to the owners. It's like, no, no, I don't, this is not, it's not good. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to engage. Okay. So we increased the offer by 20%. No, I'm still not going to do it. So the owners of this house never, ever, ever saw what I had to say. Never saw what I had to say. So I said, okay, Goodbye. End of story. The second place, I use a different approach, okay? So this house was being listed for X number of dollars. And uh, I said to the person that was selling it, all right, I will give you what you're asking. And uh, I will remove any conditions of this house. Like no conditions, no home inspection, no financing conditions, nothing. I just buy it. Like, you know, give cash. Done. And the person said, no, I can't accept this. Uh, I'm going to wait until Sunday and maybe something different is going to come up and then you can just present it. And I'm like, okay. So why are we putting these numbers on houses that we are not prepared to sell the houses for? 
I don't understand this. That can 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 a real estate agent call me? My my friend Faisal, that who traditionally represents me, is not around. Uh, he's he's overseas. Uh, I believe so, yeah. And uh, I wish that he could call me so we can talk about this. And the number is 289-275-9600. And the question that I have for you guys is, and girls, do you know what your salesperson is doing? Do you know, do you have an actual, do you have an actual communication with your real estate agent that they are forced to present to you or talk to you about every single offer that comes through? Do you know what is happening out there with the real estate market? It's carnage. Property values are dropping like stones. 10, 15, 20, 30% the property price, you know, property values are going down. Interest rates are going up. They went up again last week. I mean, it seemed like it was only a matter of time, though, before property values started dropping, right? I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm not an economist, right? So I can't say this for certainty, but. it, it, it never made sense to me how property values kept increasing, increasing, increasing. And you've got people, you know, my age and Nick's age who are pretty soon going to start looking into buying houses that just wouldn't be able to afford any of these places be- no, but- because no one who's 27, 28 years old is able to afford a, a, a $1.5 million house uh, or more. So something was going to break at some point. Yeah, 1.5 or more. You I was going to say, yeah, 1.5 yeah, is in Toronto, the low end of, of, of if exactly. you want to buy a house. But here is the thing, though. If, if, you, if the market is collapsing and you're looking at selling your house and somebody comes with a live offer, don't you think that the real estate agent has the judiciary duty of presenting everything that comes through to the sellers. Well, yeah, obviously, but I'm saying it, it, it would get to a point where the people looking to sell the house, and when we're starting to see this already, they just wouldn't get an offer that 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 they would want because people my age, younger generation, we just, we can't afford to pay $3 million for a house. So eventually the bubble was going to break. Well, and we knew this. So since we know that the bubble is breaking because the, the government is imposing a, the hidden tax that is called inflation on the citizenship to slow down and take money out of the economy because you guys were making too much money, according to them. So we, since we knew that this was happening and you have hired somebody to represent and have your best interest at heart because this is what this is all about. Your real estate agent is supposed to represent you. If I have any real estate agents listening to the show, I want to understand this because it doesn't make sense. People are still playing games when I, I, you know, I don't believe in regulation and I believe in deregulating everything. And that's the problem. But, you know, at some point we need to come, you know, to some sort of process. I said, okay, if this is what you're asking, this is what we'll give you. You know what I'm saying? It should be that. It, it should be that. And, you know, it's it's weird because it's almost like, you know, the real, the real estate agent that you dealt with, Greg, that was selling that house where you, you offered exactly what they wanted. It's almost like that real estate agent. I didn't offer. I said, okay, here, this yeah. is what you want, and I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Like, well, that's th- it. There you go. And, you know, it's almost like that real estate agent did not want to sell the house, you know, because, it, it, you know, I've, I've heard that many real estate, well, not many, but at least some, some real estate agents have the opposite condition, you know, in an agreement with owners, whereas so, like some, they have an, an agreement where um, if an offer is made for the exact amount that the house is lifted, listed for and no other offers come in within a certain amount of time, then the, the owners have to accept the offer because that, that's, that's actually an agreement that my parents had with their real estate agent. You know, if they got what they, what they wanted for, for our old house in Mississauga, 
and there was no other offers, they had to take it. And that makes more sense. That shows, that demonstrates a real estate agent who actually wants to sell the house and, you know, wants to get the, uh, well, I'll say get their commission, but also get the their clients the price they're looking for. I just don't think that many, uh, many homeowners uh, are paying enough attention to the people who are representing them actually do and uh, in, in how they're actually portraying and, themselves to other agents. And you know what it might be, too? It might be like... Like, oh well, you know, this has been my real estate agent for ten years. Yeah, or no, man, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. I no. think that uh, yeah. the only I don't thing in either. I, I think that the only equalizer should be competence. It should be, it yeah. should be. But unfortunately, some people are too too concerned about relationships. Oh well, this is my this this is my brother-in-law. He's a great real estate agent. You know, I'm no, going to take him. Yeah. That that it should not be that way. I. I, I have a big issue with, you know, having to list your house with your friend because they're your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I know that we, we are supposed to support, um, you know, our circle. We're supposed to support our network. But I don't think that that should be expected. No, because the, at that point, it just becomes nepotism. It doesn't become about, you know, who's actually doing the best job or who can actually get you a good price and who actually knows what they're doing. It's about relationships. And, you know, that's. Yeah, but what if the, what if the person doesn't represent you right? Now you lose value in your house and you lose a friendship. No, but, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That's I'm agreeing. I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about doing business with, you know, somebody that's really close as an obligation. I think it should be a voluntary exchange, and I don't think that you should be asked. You should be telling your friends what you do, but you shouldn't be asking them to give you their business simply because they're your yeah, friends. You can go; it's your house. You can go to whoever you want to. You yeah, can do your business with whoever you want. Fun fact about me: many people don't know. I used to actually work at a real estate firm. Okay, back and? in high school, talk to me. Um, I mean, I didn't do much. I was more just a administrative assistant because my 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 grandmother, my bubby. I uh, work there as a your you know, bo- your booby my bo- my booby that's uh, Yiddish for uh, that's what a lot of Jews call their grandmothers and your boobies so bo- your boobies. so your your grandma from your uh, mom's side and yes. then from your dad's side they're called boobies correct did you have nice boobies I I I still do. They, oh yeah, yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, very they're, nice. They're happy boobies. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Good yeah. for you. Do you, you. Do you love your boobies? I, I very oh much. My God. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, listen. If if mine if my boobies were alive, I would love them too. <laughs> M- mine have been buried already, so you know, buried boobies are not. You know, is that they were all nice. They were nice too. They were both. I'm, I'm of, sure they were. Yeah, both of mine were little. They were little boobies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were. Um, you know. Um, <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> five years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Jacob, I'll say on, on a more positive note. I, th- I think it's actually. I, I kind of like that nickname for a grandmother. For, I think. I think it's nice. It's sweet. For you know? my boobies, I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to go see my booby this my boobies this weekend. No, man. But uh, I'm telling you, my. Um, uh, my booby from from my mom's side was little. She was a little booby. She was only like four ten. I towered over her. You know, believe it or not, I uh, I I'm the tallest person in my family. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, but really? and, and and not by a little. How by, tall by were you, how tall uh, you know, are your parents or were your parents? Uh, my mom uh, is probably my mom is not short. My mom is like five four or something. Okay. But my dad was. Um, I don't know, five seven or something. I was actually just talking about this with someone like last weekend. There's got to be someone in your family, like there's got to be some side of your family that's just huge. Like I have it in my family. It's my 
my my grandfather so my mom's father his brother is gigantic he's huge and everyone that comes from that side of the family is massive but everyone else is you know average, average yeah. size like there's got to be that one side of your family that's just all huge well you know the standards standards have changed too because you know in the older generation a lot more people were shorter you know, I looked at some, uh, like, I remember, you know, sometimes having family reunions and seeing my older, you know, uh, great aunts, great uncles, you know, and most of them are short because that generation was a lot shorter. Well, I uh, I don't, there, there are no giants in my family. There's got to uh, be some, there is somewhere. Uh, somewhere. You just don't know them. Well, listen, I did my uh, my DNA testing, you know, that like 23andMe or whatever that's called. And uh, I... Um, I know that I'm five percent Norwegian. Wow! <laughs> there is. We have a phone call here. Who do we have on we, the line? We do, and and this guy has my name. It's it's Nick. We have Nick who wants to talk about cars. Hey, Nick, what's going on? How can I make your life better this morning? Nick. Hi, Greg. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hi, well, man. What's <laughs> I, happening? Hey, Nick. I love your name, by the way. Yeah, I love you. I love your show, actually. By the way, listening to your show, so. Thanks, Listen, man. I have an issue with my. Sorry, I, I have an issue with my insurance company. Right, I got rear-ended. Okay. And uh, I have no recourse. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Go ahead. Yeah, I was at the red light, and I got rear-ended by uh, by this lady, and uh, got a police report. Went to the insurance, and unfortunately, they can't. Uh, they're writing up my car. Okay, and, uh, that's a good that's a good uh, thing that happened. Then, are you okay? Are, are you hurt? Are you, you know, do you have soft oh, tissue yeah, no. injury that you can claim that you're uh, in uh, in pain for the rest of your life and get paid by the insurance company? No, no, I'm okay. Okay, good, good. That's good. So, so what is the issue? What what what's the problem? How can I help? Yeah, so I don't know. This thing's been bothering me for the last few weeks. Uh, my insurance company gives me two options. They're offering me money for my car. Okay. It was in the family. was in the family for like 20 years. It's an old car, right? But I mean, I just had the timing belt done, the brakes. It runs great. Okay. What I kind of car? Two. What kind of car was it? It was a Honda Accord. Uh, what year? Mint condition. The body. Everything. What year? 2000. 2000. So the car 2000. is 20, 22 years old. How many kilometers does it have? 222,000. So it's going around the world uh, several times. Okay, cool. So how much did the insurance company give you? Well, they want to offer me 2,600. But the thing is, it's been in the family, right? My, my father-in-law drove it highway up until 95 Ks. It's in mint condition. Okay. I, I don't want to take that offer, but at the same time, they, they want to buy the car back and I can't get it back and fix it. It's called, it's salvaged, right? So I went to the body shop and they told me it's a great car. Like, I mean, I know they want the business and all that, but they can unsalvage the car. I don't know uh, selling it, but now I'm stuck. Either I got to get another car or just take their offer. You know what I mean? And uh, the other offer was keep the claim open and fix it yourself. Okay. So what do you think? I don't know. I just, uh, just the system itself. It's just like, uh, I know a lot of people got rear-ended. They have to get rid of their cars, blah, blah, blah. And then they have no recourse. Okay, so, so how... Hold on a second. How much is the body shop going to charge you to fix it? Well, they want like about... Uh, they offered the insurance company like 4500 To fix the so car? Be around, yeah. 
Okay, so but look at it. this is a this is an easy question to answer, Nick, because the the insurance company. I don't have my card. Yeah, I'm in love with my card. That's the thing. Yeah, you shouldn't. You should never. No one should ever be in love with their cars. Your car is going to break your heart if you get in, if you fall in love with it. So I want you to think about this for a second, okay? That car is not worth twenty six hundred dollars. It's worth a thousand dollars, if that. I mean, the, the the insurance company is just doing you a favor. So if you have a twenty two year old vehicle with a quarter of a million kilometers that is worthless, no one gets up in the morning saying today is the day I'm going to buy myself a twenty two year old Accord with a quarter of a million kilometers. That that person doesn't exist. Okay, so if that person doesn't exist, the vehicle has no intrinsic value. Your vehicle, your car is worthless. It doesn't matter. How how much you love it. It doesn't matter that your father-in-law drove it. It doesn't matter that your feelings are attached and they're packed up in your trunk. It doesn't change the value of the car. So on that basis, yeah, but, but what? Greg, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, but at the same time, I know the car will drive me for another three, four years. Like, you know, I know the car, right? So if I buy another used car, I don't know the car. You know what I mean? Or if I buy a new car, okay, I got to get a new car. Well, hold on a second. So, hold on a second. So, everybody, everybody that looked at the car, everybody that looked at the car, they go, "Wow, this car looks brand new." Yeah, but it's 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 real. It's real. Nick, you have to let me speak, man. You know, we this is how okay, conversations work. So I understand what you're saying. So if the car is mint and you don't want to take the insurance offer, which is more than fair, then you are going to have to pay for it. Because the insurance company, they can write that off because that vehicle, if they fix it 100% perfect, they will not be able to resell it for 2600 bucks. So right now, no. you're, the vehicle, you're going to pay to fix the vehicle more money than the vehicle is worth. You are right. You're not going to be, be able to replace that car for $4,500. And that's, that's a judgment call that you're going to have to make. So if you think that the vehicle is perfect, like everybody tells me, I am yet to see a 22-year-old Accord with a quarter of a million kilometers that is perfect. I, I don't think that the car exists. But I, I, you know, listen, I'm often wrong. So, you know, according to you, the car is perfect, except that it's missing the trunk because somebody ate it. So I think that you need to make that decision now, whether you can replace the vehicle for the money the insurance is giving you, or you are prepared to not take your insurance offer, leave the, uh, the claim open and pay what it takes to fix that vehicle. That's a pretty simple decision for me to make. Okay. So in if I were if I were in your shoes, I would not fix the mm-hmm. car. Absolutely not. Because you're gonna put forty five hundred dollars into this accord and it's still the accord is going to be worth zero. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. Right. So I, I I do understand that you won't be able to replace it, and and this is unfortunate because if you didn't get rear-ended, you would have continued to drive that car for a long time. I get it, but you know that's the way life goes. You know, sometimes unfortunate things happen to really good people. But Nick, I hope my advice helped you. I need to take a break, folks. You are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here on Saga Nine Sixty AM, and the number to call is. 289-275-9600. And don't forget to send me your guesses of the general themes of all the songs that we played on the show this morning. If you guess it right, we'll give you two years worth of oil changes. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture. And if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Darcy Tucker here. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. songs that we're playing in the show this morning, shame on you. Once I tell you what it is, you are going to kick yourself. And I was going to reveal what the theme of this week's songs were. Don't do it. But then I realized the <laughs> the tens of thousands of you that download the podcast every single week. Uh. <laughs> and I don't want to exclude all my podcaster listeners. Um, and uh, if for whatever reason, I, I'm going to give you guys some time to think about this. So I'm, I'm not going to reveal the winner uh, until the next time I'm, I'm on air. And um, so I'm going to let all the people who listen to the podcast have an actual shot of the title. And uh, like I said, the first one that sends an email or a phone call, because it's going to be time stamped. I'm going to see it on my phone. Or you're going to, we're going to see it here. The first person that sends me uh, the correct answer to what the common theme of all the songs that we played on the show today were, you will get, courtesy of Oakville Infinity Nissan, a full year's worth of oil changes. Nick was trying to bri- <coughs> bribe you? Me, trying to bribe me <laughs> at commercial break because he wants to know it. I, I'm up for I'm up for grabs. You know, any of your listeners, if they want to send me my own pair pair of AirPods or Leafs tickets, those will work too. I'm I'm up for grabs because oh, uh, there's a chance right now, Greg, that you and I are the only ones who know what the, wow. the no, there is. is. Uh, you know, and, Mat- and the people, whoever Mat- you make the playlist yeah, my with, my buddy Mantequilla knows uh, knows exactly what the uh, the uh, the actual theme of the song is. But you know, look, I I wanted to uh, I wanted to read something to you folks before I sign off the show today. I got this text from an unknown person, okay? And I'm not going to... I think I, if I scroll back and text that this person has sent to me before, uh, I can probably find his or her name. But um, I was reading this as we were on break, and uh, it was very interesting. So I want to share it with you, and please disregard my accent, because my accent comes out even more uh, you know, accentuated when, when I read so this is what this person says to me. After 22 years in fixed operations, I've recently made my decision to resign my current position and leave the industry completely. Financial reasons are only a small part of the equation as to why I've chosen this path. For much of this 22 years, I've seen the industry evolve dramatically. I've seen it through the 2009 through 2010 global financial collapse uh, that reorganized the industry as a whole. I've seen it through the COVID pandemic and forced an instantaneous change to how we conduct business. 
I've had amazing customers, you know, many of whom remain my friends over the years, and I've had difficult customers whose names still invoke nightmares. Equally, I've had incredible mentors and leadership under whom I've learned so much, those who recognize my shortcomings and help me overcome them to a positive result. My decision to leave is not rooted in toxicity or unhappiness with my most recent employer or even previous employers. It boils down to the actuals of 2022. The industry has found itself where we have customers base that is leveraging itself via social media, Google reviews, and the CSI survey system to act punitively against individuals whose sole purpose is to provide exceptional service. In the past year, I've personally lost thousands of dollars due to the negative service returns because the manufacturer is unable to provide parts due to the supply chain constraint. And in the past year, I faced harsh criticism because of the harsh policy restrictions imposed by the government. In the past year, I've seen in such a pos- I've been in such a position where my success has been calculated by measures outside my control. In the same breath, We've now encountered an environment where the customer base is feeling the pinch of inflationary pressures. We have been constantly bombarded with negative costs because of costs going up. Labor times are increasing due to vehicle complexity. And through it all, we seemingly to have a customer base that feels entitled to special treatment despite lower loyalty and stricter adherence to warranty contract. Common decency and common sense have largely vacated the industry, and the exodus of experienced and skilled individuals is evidence of this. The next decade will revolutionize the car market, and and it's important to understand that the human component needs to be addressed if it's going to be successful in the next step. I spend much of my career spending 70 to 80 hours a week at the office to the sacrifice of my personal health and my family happiness. And this move out of the industry is not unique because of a life of unhappiness is not worth living, no matter the compensation package it may bring. So I ask everyone, rediscover decency. To the manufacturers, be accountable to your dealers and the frontline staff and to the customers. Be understanding. Our goal has always been to keep you happy so you can come back to buy another vehicle from us. And if you're unhappy with your situation, attacking the dealer staff will not resolve anything for you. Understand the supply chain is a problem. And most important, buy the extended warranty and understand your contract. Much love to those I've worked with and served for over 22 years, except those customers, and they know who they are. That touched me because I think I know who this person is. And unfortunately, you know, back in the day when Google reviews were used as a learning experience, now they use as the last stick to beat the dealer that didn't give you what you wanted. Folks, thank you again for indulging Carrasco here every Saturday morning on Saga960am.ca. Come and see me. You know where I live. I have no life. Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Before you make any car buying decisions, come and get real advice from a real human. And you all know where to find me. Oakville Infinity Nissan. You know why? There's something happening there at oakvillenissan.com. You know it, baby
your troubles and doubts Giving me everything inside and out and Love strange, so real in the dark Think of the tender things that we were working on Slow change may pull us apart When the life gets in an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!